This is the old Trailblazer broadcast, and this is Pastor Albert Pendarvis coming out again. And uh, with God's message, we're bringing you a study now on a great day of atonement, speaking of our Lord's death there on the cross, shedding his blood, saving sinners. And uh, that's a, isn't that, isn't that, doesn't, that, doesn't that bless your heart to hear that? Oh, you say, I don't want to hear your bloody religion. Well, my friend, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. There's no forgiveness. Let's leave that big word remission out. There's no forgiveness. No, no, no forgiveness without the shedding of blood. And uh, I've, I made a few, two or three statements in our last message. Maybe you didn't catch it. I want to I wanna go back and re, restate them. Here in these verses that we read there in First uh, Corinthians 15, the Lord is set forth as our substitute, as our scapegoat. Maybe you never heard that word, a scapegoat, and as our justifier. I want to call your attention to those three words we saw in our last study. Died, buried, and rose. Now listen, Christ died for our sins, according to the scripture. Now, now, sinner, listen again. Christ died for our sins, according to the scripture. Isn't that good news? Isn't that good news, my friend? Don't you like good news? Don't you like good news? Folks call you up and say, well, I got some good news and some bad news. I don't have any bad news for you if you'll come on to Christ. I got bad news if you never come to Christ because you'll lost, be lost forever. Be lost forever. This lady called me the other day and told me don't mention hell no more. I guess I'll have to not do it. But I tell her, I told her that uh, hell is a living reality. You may not want to hear it. Folks get mad with me when I say something about hell. But my friend, hell is a living reality. The scripture said hell is enlarging itself to meet thee at thy coming. And I've, I've got some... Come maybe a crazy notion or two, but I believe all of these uh, these uh, earthquakes we having, and uh, I believe that they uh, they they're preparing to uh, adding on to hell. I do, I, I believe that myself, my friend. I believe the Lord has to have a place to put folks who won't come to Him. But let's go back and look again. Uh, he rose again. Isn't that good news? According to the Scripture, on the cross He's our substitute. Isn't that good news? In the tomb He's our scapegoat. And then, listen, when he rose again, he became our living receipt. Now, we looked there in Isaiah. We just got started in that last time in Isaiah 53. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Now, my friend, there's, this is one great transaction in the world history that commands multitudes of spectators every day. And that one event is the death, burial, and resurrection of our blessed Lord. Do you know that the eyes of all the saints before God's, before Christ's day, look forward, look forward towards the day of the cross of Christ. It was, it was the one object they constantly looked for. Every Hebrew woman thought she was going to be the mother of the Messiah. Listen, then did you know that all the eyes of all the saints since the day of Christ now have gazed upon the cross on Golgotha's hill and all the saints today never get away from the fact that Christ died for them? Can you say that Christ died for me? You know, say that out loud, maybe. See, I've asked, the old trailblazer has some kook ideas, I know that. 
I often ask my congregation, go in the bathroom and look in the mirror and say, am I saved? That's a good test. Am I saved? Am I saved? And see what your answer comes. You know, you'll get an answer back. You will. You'll get an answer back. And now, and now, now I'm asking you to say, what grace is that Christ died for sinners? Christ died for sinners. Oh, my friend. Listen, listen. Now, let's look at the Christ on the, at Christ on the altar cross as our sin offering. As the one whom the Lord bruised. The scripture said it pleased the Lord to bruise him and made his soul an offering for sin. I often tell you, and I don't want to maybe run it in the ground, but in the garden, the Lord looked into that mystical cup and he said, Father, if it could be thy will, let this cup pass from me. This was on his way to the cross. And I often wondered in my younger days, unsaved, non-ignorant, what, what did he see? Now, by God's grace, by the word of God, I see. He saw the saints sin. All of the saints, all of the his elect, let's put it like that. All of his elect, he saw their sins piled up together in that cup. And he saw it was a tremendous, humongous Oh, my friend, even the Lord quaked under that. He quaked under it. And he said, if it could be thy will, Father, Father, if it could be thy will, take this cup. But nevertheless, not my will, but thy will. Aren't you glad he said that? Aren't you glad he clarified that? Oh, but my friend, listen, it was there on the cross that the Lord Jesus Christ took all the sins of all of God's elect and settled once and for all the sin question against every believer because in Hebrews ten twelve, we find, but this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. Oh, listen, let me go back and read that again. Hebrews ten twelve. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. Then in Hebrews 10.10, we're told, by the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Once for all, yes. The whole shower of divine wrath poured out upon Christ's head and the black cloud of vengeance emptied itself upon the cross. My friend, Christ Christ paid a price for our sin. It's not some little uh, fairy tale thing. Well, you know, Jesus, uh, what would Jesus do? You know, No, my friend. Here we see that Christ, the Son of God, the only begotten Son of God, paid that awful price. You know, the only thing, you know, I, I, I tell you oftentimes, you don't have anything to pay with. You can't pay for your sin. You don't have anything to pay for. You can't work up anything to pay for. You can't accumulate anything to pay for. Not enough money and gold in the world to pay for. But let me tell you what. The Lord only had one thing he could pay for those sin debts with. Did you know that? You ever think about that? He only had one thing he could pay with, and that was his precious blood. Precious, precious blood of Jesus. Oh, my friend. Listen, listen now. The whole shower of divine wrath was poured out upon Christ. And the, the, 
the black cloud of vengeance. Therefore, there is not left in the record book of God a single sin against a believer. Praise the Lord. I tell you, whenever you hear me, the old trailblazer, there's not one sin registered against me in heaven. Not one past sin, all of those days of sinful living, not one present sin as I go through this life, not one future sin, my friend, not one, not one registered in heaven. Can you comprehend that? It's hard, isn't it? It's difficult to comprehend. Now, did you know that there can never be exactly at the hand of man who believeth in the Lord Jesus Christ as his sin, sin offering? A particle of punishment? That's right. That's right. Did you know? Let the old trailblazer just be, get quiet and, 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 and speak to you just like you and I were the only one that can hear. Just you, sinner. Just you, saint. Did you know the death of Christ on the cross so satisfied justice until every sinner who comes to Christ lays hold of him as his sin offering by faith, is set free from every sin. And when he reaches heaven, he will find not one sin recorded recorded against him there. There'll be no record there, my friend. No record. The record is wiped clean. Isn't that grace? Isn't that, isn't that, isn't that something to shout out? Isn't that something to shout about? Are you thankful, my friend? You tell me you know the Lord. Do you have a thankful heart? Do you get up in the morning praising the Lord? Do you? I, I, I have advice for folks. I tell you, when you get up in the morning, put your feet on the floor, first thing you do is say, Thank you, Lord, for waking me up. Thank you, Lord, for this good bed I've laid on. Thank you, Lord, for this good wife that I have. Thank you, Lord, for the, for the benefits of, of, that you've bestowed upon me all of these years for a good home and a good job, maybe, and a good income and a good whatever. Everything you have is good because the Lord gave it to you. You may not have a have a next meal in front of you, but you have the air to breathe, don't you? You breathe the air. You breathe the air every day. It's God's air. It's not your air. Do you thank him for it, my friend? No. No, you don't. No, you don't. You're just an old liar. No, you don't. You haven't done that for years. You haven't done that ever in your life. Thank the Lord for the air that you're breathing. Did you know something? The Lord doesn't owe you anything, fella. The Lord doesn't owe you anything, woman. The Lord doesn't owe you. He doesn't owe you the breath you're breathing. It's all his breath. And you're not even thankful for it? You can't say, thank you, Lord? No, you go off on a trip, fly off all the way around the country and fly back. When you come home, you don't even say, thank you, Lord, for a safe journey back. That that old airplane didn't fall out of the sky and burn us all up. You don't even say thank you for that. You ever say thank you for these children we have, three or four children and three or four great-grandchildren? Do you ever say thank you for the meal on your table? I go to a restaurant. I don't see nobody doing that. I don't. I see them snatching and grabbing and, and, and eating like a hog at a trough. My friend, listen, we, we got the most unthankful nation in the world. Well, you say, Trailblazer, you got off that path again this morning. Well, I did. Old Dan went down that same. But, my friend, this is what the Lord lays on my heart to tell you. Are you thankful? Are you thankful? Can you say thank you, Lord? You ever go out on the back porch and eat quiet of the eating and say thank you, Lord? Thank you, Lord, for saving this old sinner. Thank you, Lord, for the, for the, for the old trailblazer. Thank you, Lord, for the old trailblazer. 
Thank you for radio missions. Thank you for the voice of truth. Thank you for the Bible that's true to our soul. Thank you for the radio station that carry those broadcasts. Can you ever, you ever do that? You ever do any of that, my friend? Do you? Do you ever say, Lord, bless that old trailblazer and give him a little bit of strength and he can get up and go around and his old legs is broken and can't hardly walk, <clears throat> but but his mind seemingly still clear? Can you give him, give him some more time to preach to us? You ever do that, my friend? Shame on you. Shame on you. Oh, thank you. You ever thank you for our country? I know it's in trouble shape, but we're still able to, to um, we have the freedom of what we what the Lord give us in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and those things, and we have the freedom to assemble together in church without being afraid. We don't have to meet in a housetop or in a barn top. We don't have to do that. We've got a lot to be thankful for, friend, and I wish you would. Let, let's become a, 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 a ministry of thankful people. Thank the Lord for a nice chapel to worship in and nice place to Sunday school classes back there in the back and thank you for the teachers that get up and get up, come up here on Sunday morning and teach these children the, the, by the grace of God. Thank you. Thank you for the pastors who stand true to the souls of men. Thank you. Oh, I'm just I'm just trying to, to, to rebuke you a little bit this morning, my friend. But the old trailblazer are going to be true to your soul if it takes a hide off. That's what my dad did. He'd say, tell, you tell me a lie, I'm going to take the hide off of you. And he would with a belt. But my friend... Pray for the old trailblazer. Would you do that? Don't forget me. Help me with the broadcast if you possibly can. Let me hear from you. Remember, uh, my website, radiomissions.org. But my mailing address, the old trailblazer, post office box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye. Until next time, God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis invites you to listen to the Radio Missions Internet radio station that presents the old Trailblazer broadcast, Voice of Truth broadcast, weekly sermons, and music 24 hours a day. For information and a link to listen, visit our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org. And be sure to join us again each Monday through Friday on this station for the old Trailblazer broadcast with Pastor Albert Pendarvis.